2: Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm delighted to be back with you again for yet another week. And on today's show, we're going to talk about media magic, about instantly getting limitless publicity with my guest today, Shannon Burnett-Gronich. And before um, we talk to Shannon, I'd just like to say um, a big thank you to my guest last week, Debbie McAndrew. Uh, Debbie was a former... Coronation Street star. That's a huge soap opera in the United Kingdom. I think it's been running for like 40 years or something. Uh, and she's also a playwright and a, a radio personality. And it was a great pleasure to interview her. Um, because uh, having someone who's uh, so experienced in TV, radio and the theatre and being able to see you know parallels and lessons and learnings that we can get from business people, uh, for us business people, uh, was uh, very interesting. And also, um, she is my second cousin. I think I'd said quarter cousin on air, but actually she tells me I'm her second cousin. So it was uh, wonderful to have uh, a relative of mine for the first time on the show. Now, I loved the idea that Debbie was sharing with me about... Uh, making sure that your communication is not spun rainbow, and um, what it was meant by that is, if you spin a rainbow, I think it all comes out as one color. And um, by if we mix our messages up when we're communicating, you know, they can become like a spun rainbow and they lose their color. And um, so I thought it was a really interesting to thing think, to think about. Sorry, uh, thing to think about is that we shouldn't lose the colors of our communication by blurring them. You know, we should ask ourselves what is the point of each sentence. And the same goes, I think, when we're planning a public speech and making sure that that communication um, sort of beautifully comes across, which I think leads us on very nicely to my guest today and show today talking about media magic and how to get limitless publicity from our business and our work. So how do we do it? How do we get our desired information out there and into the press? Uh, Shannon Burnett-Gronich has certainly come a long way since her days as a single mother of two struggling to make ends meet. Through hard work and a focus on helping others find success, Shannon has really um, developed into a successful, multifaceted executive. And her expertise has enabled her to help hundreds of people with business development and personal growth, training, coaching them in marketing, event production, networking, and much more. She spent 10 years building an international conscious business community. She's focused on helping small businesses grow through education, marketing, and cooperation. She's known as having an exclusive million-dollar Rolodex. I'm sure she'll tell us more about that later, and has successfully attained over three million dollars in free press and taught hundreds of people how to do the same. She's appeared on television, radio, and in the press, and has co-authored the Amazon number one bestseller, Law of Business Attraction, The Secret of Cooperative Success, with T. Harvecker of The Millionaire Mind. I certainly remember my um, event when I went to see T. Harvecker and uh, a fascinating uh, individual. Uh, Shannon also has a beautiful baby boy who I had the privilege to meet uh, uh, online recently. So a big welcome to uh, Shannon.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
2: You're very welcome. So, Shannon, whereabouts are you based?
0: I'm in Melbourne Beach, Florida, the same county where they launched the space shuttle. Oh, wow.
2: Uh, Wow. So you've seen a few space shuttles go up in your time, have you? Absolutely,
0: yeah. I've been really
2: blessed to see that experience. Excellent. I can imagine it's uh, nice and warm over there in Florida. We're just starting to turn over here in the UK to, towards autumn. So, uh, I've got these memories of uh, these thoughts of, uh, of my visits to Florida and, uh, and, and lovely warmth. Yes, it's very nice right now. So, Shannon, a, a number of years ago, life was very different for you. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about that life and, and how it led you to media magic and where you are today?
0: Yeah, I uh, you know, I I was in a severe car accident at a young age and it ended up um I had about 9 months of excruciating pain and from there I had surgery thought surgery was the answer but when I came out I was completely paralyzed in my left arm and it was um It was really, you know, I was distraught. I was like, do I, I don't have any more insurance. They said I needed uh, more surgery and I ended up um, spending a number of months just really in, you know, depressed, not knowing what to do and then destiny stepped in and I had a friend uh, who said, my husband's a Qigong master and I'm like, what the heck is Qigong? I've never heard of it. And uh, at the time, you know, I, I had nothing to lose. I said, well, let me go try it. And after two classes, my arm started moving um, a couple of inches. After two months, I got full range in my arm. And so I went from depressed and dependent on others to excited and motivated that there's all of these amazing uh, natural healing modalities out there in the world that a lot of people don't know about. And so. I started looking at um, a lot of different things. Uh, you know, my kids had, had maybe challenges with earaches and 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 studying what what's out there that maybe is not mainstream. And I started a business actually helping market uh people in holistic health and natural, you know, natural well-being and such. And but what happened is I didn't have a marketing budget. I had this burning desire, this deep passion. Um, and knew that, that the world needed it, but I just didn't necessarily have the business skills or the, you know, the marketing. And so I really started studying publicity and media and um, and how does it, you know, how do people get in publicity? And so I did my first event around holistic health. I had about 500 people and then I tested um, some free publicity and my event uh, went to almost 2,000. Thousand people wow. just with some free press. So that's kind of how it got started and, and really ignited that passion to help people get their messages out there, um, you know, when maybe they don't think that they can.
2: That's incredible. That's a big event, 2,000 people. Yes. That must, have been quite, uh, that must have been quite daunting at the time, was it? To suddenly have <laughs> this room of 2,000 people that you'd, you generated yourself expecting something fabulous
0: yeah and we had a number of exhibitors so the the tagline and one of the things that i that I really work with people in media magic, um, and you talked a little bit about it is that is is having quick, clear language and so for this particular conference, the tagline that I used on the press release that got hundreds of thousands of dollars in publicity was eighty five ways to improve your health in six hours or less Wow. And so we had 85 booths. The conference was less than six, or you know, six hours, and so it was a huge hit. It got picked up on, you know, multiple mediums to get the message out.
2: Words are very important, aren't they? Uh, and there's a lot, of, there's a lot of power in words. And I suppose sometimes we, we forget about that if we're not careful, because that's a very concise uh, strap line in a, in a few words, really.
0: Yeah, and numbers are really important. For some reason, uh, we are we love numbers. I, I mean, for me, it shows me that they've they have structure to it. It's going to be quick and clear. Uh, but they've actually done studies that numbers. Anytime you can tie in a number to your tagline or your speech or whatever you're doing, uh, it actually gets more attention.
2: Right. That's that. Uh, so I was just just making a note of that. <laughs> I was <laughs> just thinking about actually thinking about my website, actually, which I'm creating at the moment. I shouldn't be doing that, but uh, it's got a lot of intense time at the moment, and thinking actually, yeah um putting some stats in there could be really helpful because uh some people are very numerical as well, aren't they, and and require numbers to help them make decisions
0: yeah, that's the the first key part of the press release is they love stats, so anytime you can do that for the media. Uh, it's, it's great. Numbers, are they add credibility and um, they, people pay attention.
2: Great. So, so how, would you, how would you define the sort of media magic in its entirety? What are, what are the key components? Is it, is it just about communication or is it much more than that?
0: Um, it's actually the, the, the six essentials of a press kit. So it's developing the the power bio, creating the press release, um, some of the marketing pieces. But the key component is the power bio and the press release and, you know, the other things most people already have in their business uh, to get get publicity and then actually getting out there and and talking to the media, creating that story that gets attention.
2: And what have you you found are the the common mistakes that people make when, you know, trying to gain media?
0: Um, They... They talk too much. They 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 give way too much information. Really, you want to plant seeds and have them ask you questions. Uh, so that's a common mistake. And they really look at it to get advertising, and they're they're doing a lot of selling. So there's a fine line to um, telling a story that provides education or information or you know, something about community give back and actually advertising. They will advertise for you. You don't want to be um, writing a press release advertising yourself.
2: Okay, so you, you 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 let them do that, do you?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because ideally, they're the ones that you know. Once once they've they've looked at the press release and they've connected with you, they're going to be the ones asking the question and writing the story. So that's that's the the power of it is letting them market for you.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot a lot of sense. So. Um so what you're doing is you you're you're sharing information with them that and then enables them to do that that for you rather than rather than try to sell yourself to them.
0: Yeah, and, and when I said the mistake is a lot of words, you know, people say too much. Uh my press release format is actually one page, double spaced, and regular font size. So People really learn how to be quick, clear, and, and concise in their in their language.
2: And is that because you know these these people don't have the time to be looking through lots of content, or is it that there's more power in terms of less being more?
0: Yeah, absolutely, both of those. They they get thousands in in my in my book. I actually um, have Jay Abraham's ghostwriter who worked with a publishing house for a number of years, and she talks about they would get thousands, Chris of of press releases every day and so the format is key the language is key to keep it out of the trash but everybody can get publicity all of us have hundreds of stories that we're able to um, turn into something that's newsworthy
2: mm. uh, do, do you find people I mean, one of the things I just sort of is, is coming to to my mind is that actually approaching the media takes a little bit of confidence as well do you find people need a push to do it
0: um, it definitely takes takes some confidence because what happens, Chris, is, is that you have to be prepared to hear no. Mm. And you have to expect no's. I always tell people, I don't know if you've read that book, The One Minute Millionaire, The Enlightened Way to Wealth. They talk a lot about um, in business, even thinking grow rich, that we, we need to expect no's. And in publicity, it's the same way. It's no, I didn't get it yet. No, I didn't have time to read it. <laughs> no um you know i'm the wrong department and so uh, you have to really be comfortable with that and and many times i had one of my greatest successes they told me no 13 times and and usually like i i I stay with it, you know. I'll, I may rewrite it. I'll call back. I'll do, you know. I'll keep engaged until they go to print, and that's usually when it's when I say, okay, I didn't make it. And this time I I said, okay, I didn't make it. They were they were supposed to go to print the next day, and the publisher actually called me, did the interview on the phone, gave me a full page. She actually had a remnant space, full page, which had a. a uh, Full profile picture of um, my client I was working with in a huge article. It was worth, you know, close to fifty thousand dollars in advertising.
2: That's fantastic. That's uh, So so be prepared to um, be prepared to hear no, um, but stick with it. Um, yes. It's interesting. I, I had a strange situation that I was actually expecting with um, a book that we've just written getting. I was I was all all expecting maybe twenty thirty no's and uh, an amazing thing actually happened in that we got um, a deal from our first letter within three weeks with a major publisher. Um, so that was a big shock. <laughs> so, so I guess it can happen sometimes that you do get a yes maybe quicker than you you anticipate. But it's a good mindset to have, isn't it? Keep keep going, keep going.
0: Yeah, I, I have a um, one of my you know my million dollar Rolodex a gentleman that's written over a hundred books. Uh, and I think 26 of them are New York best-selling books. And he started writing, he's now in his late 60s, he started writing uh, in his early 20s. And his first book, he got rejected 113 times, Wow. Is, is what he said. And he said, imagine had I gave up on that dream or gave up on that vision. And now, I mean, you everybody, if you look him up, Gary Knoll, N-U-L-L, he's written hundreds of, you know, over 100 books. Wow.
2: And it took him that long. I suppose you—you you never know, you know, how far you are from uh, striking gold, do you? So just yeah, keeping keeping going. <laughs> now we've got um, about three minutes till um, commercial break, but I wanted to ask you a little bit, and we can maybe continue after the break about writing bios, because I imagine that, like myself, some of our listeners have spent many hours sort of tweaking them. Um, having read your bio, there's some really great energy in it. What are the keys to creating a bio that really sort of authentically gets you noticed
0: Well I, I think that um, I actually there's there's a 12step process that I take people through but I think it's really good you know people talk a lot about their area of expertise and some of the things they've been recognized for uh, but it's it's great to talk about maybe obstacles you've overcome. Um, reasons people need to pay attention to you, why they should take action, uh, awards, accolades, you know, trainings. And and a lot of times we're involved in certain projects. I, I guess one of the biggest things I've seen with individuals is they, uh, they discredit their past and their present. And just to give you an example, I had a woman Who was 25 years in sales? Her daughter got really sick from some cleaning products. She started studying um, products. She started a business where she found 400 products that are actually good for your home. If your child swallowed them, you know, it'd be fine. But she didn't want, when we were developing her Power Bio, to say that she'd been doing it for 25 years. And we languished it to where her 25 years of prior sales experience helped her cut through the hype of marketing and get to the facts. So it actually put her in a better position to be able to really get to the the meat of what was happening. So that was one, you know, one area where we, our past can really help our present bio.
2: And do you think people should write it in uh, you know in the kind of present tense and and I or do you think it should be written as though someone else has written it?
0: Somebody else has written it. Yeah, third party for sure.
2: Yeah, and uh, and, and why third party versus you know, maybe a you know more personal approach, uh,
0: because that's what they they look for when they're when you're dealing with media publicity. They you know most articles, everything is written in in a third party. Now a blog is a different story, but when you're dealing with the media or articles and things like that, that's the format that they they look at.
2: Yeah, would you do would you would you, would would you do on a on a website if you're doing your own bio? Would you use I or, or does that? No, I
0: I still use the third party.
2: Yeah, um, I think. That's sort of, uh, you know, one of the things you're sometimes not too sure about when you're writing copies. That's really helpful. So use the use the third party. And would you um, would you talk about personal things in a bio? Um, would you talk about you know some of your life experiences uh, when things weren't so good and actually how you turned it around, or or should it be more factual?
0: Um, I do both. I do both. People want to connect with people. So you know, in my bio, I I talk a tiny bit at the end about my children and and my husband. And, um, you know, even some of the challenges I've overcome. So I think it's good to have a little bit of both. But definitely facts and successes and numbers. People love numbers, even in your bio.
2: Excellent. Well, we're going to get to commercial break now. So after the break, we shall get more into into this media kit and uh, about how you can create some promotional buzz. So we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes.
1: tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper.
2: Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Shannon Burnett-Gronich, and we're talking about media magic. And uh, before the break, we were talking about bios and, and how to Write those. Um, I wonder, Shannon, when it comes to a media kit, and some people may be wondering what should go in it. And therefore, I wonder what your recommendations are about producing a media kit that really creates the right level of promotional buzz.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So there are, um, as I mentioned, the power bio is essential. They love, you know, and there's two different types of power bios. One can be for your company or your product or your project, and then one is for the individual. And I always strive people to to do the individual because um, that is the hardest <laughs> for a lot of individuals, but it's actually what gets attention. you know a lot of times people love doing business with business, especially if you're growing you know, depending on what what field you're in. the The other thing is uh, company material, uh, brochures, Handouts, flyers, business cards—those uh, are great things to have on. You know, have have in your media kit. Any press clippings, anything where you've been in the media before. It could be a radio interview. It could be an article. Um, if you don't have it, that's where you know where I teach people. It's like let's go out and help you get some. But they love knowing that you've been in the media before. So that that any press cl- clippings. A press release or a couple of press releases about what you're doing, something that's, that's ready to go so that when they look at it um, they can just, just move, you know, take action immediately with what you have. Uh, Another key thing is a price list services and things that you, that you might offer so they can know a little bit more about what you're doing. And photos, action photos are, are great. I I actually have a, (laughs) Quick story about action photos. I, when I was first getting my my handle on this, and and as you may have read, I've got 3.1 million dollars in free press personally. So, so I've I've learned a lot of things that work and don't work along the way. But what happened was, is I I had an article written up about my shoulder. You know, woman paralyzed heels with ancient Chinese exercise, and she she asked for a photo, and I had a headshot, and I sent it over, but they ended up not using it. And then I discovered that when you have an action photo and an action photo could be you standing in front of a room talking, it could be, um, you know, I have this one that I, that I actually have in my book where I'm standing there next to a woman and we're both looking down at a brochure pointing at the brochure and this particular, uh, article, the picture took up, you know, imagine the the New York Times, you open it up. The whole entire article and photo took up half the page. So action photos are so important. And when you're looking at print media, it has to be the highest resolution possible. So I'll tell my clients, like, look, if you don't, you know, first we get them ready. But I say, if you don't have it ready and they ask you for one, you need to stop everything you're doing and get that together. So action photos are, um, are, are key.
2: It's a really good point. A lot of people, and I've become guilty of this, I you know, walk around with an iPhone and I take photos with the iPhone now rather than being bothered to get a, a good SLR camera out. Uh, I suppose if you're going to events and you're speaking at events and there's, there's action opportunities, you should probably make sure you've got something good to uh, take some pictures or get them done professionally.
0: Yeah, an iPhone does do a, a nice high resolution. So they can, you know, depending on your setting, I, I have had the iPhones work. Um, but it, obviously, if you have a better camera, definitely use the highest res possible. Mm. But because you can't take it from a website. That's the one thing. Like, I could not take your picture from your website and, and submit it. They wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't print it.
2: Oh, right. Uh, and why is that?
0: Uh, it's just, it's too pixelated.
2: It's not. It's not print quality. When, when it expands, it's looks um, too grainy. Um, so, who would um, you know? Who would you send this media kit to when you've got it?
0: So, I I kind of go through like what's what's my target market, and I I usually when I work with people, I, I start out in their local area depending on their business, but it's so easy. To get media locally where you're at, they're they're always looking for good news. They're looking for education. They want to find out, you know, what people are doing in the community. So locally is real easy. Now, because of what's happened with TV, um, a lot of times they are not um, booking people that are very far away from the station, because in the past uh, they could book you. You could fly out to Chicago, and then all of a sudden, you know. God forbid 9/11 happens. <laughs> mm. and you get bumped and you've paid for airfare and hotel and all this stuff. And so they tend to shy away from people being out of town um, in your area. But you can find, uh, like I know in Florida where I'm at, we have like three or four national news that you can you can plug into. So I really try to look with what's within driving distance. For you to connect with both TV, radio, and um, and print, and at the same time, um, looking at industries that you're in, are there any trade magazines that you want to be a part of? You know, really dissecting your industry. Like for for you, um, Chris, I would look at Forbes magazine and you know business journals, um, certain things that that talk about. Performance magazine talk about business development for for example for what you do.
2: Yes, yes, it makes a lot of, se- lot of sense. I think that that point there, as well as is you know focus on what's on your area that you can actually drive to, makes an awful lot of sense because unless your business is primarily online, uh, then you know, probably. Um, and certainly it's in the case of my my, my, my sort of self, I, I actually quite, you know, lo, I like work locally. Um, so it makes sense, I guess, to focus on the areas where you are working, the geographies, rather than maybe getting too far out.
0: And, and it's the, the stepping stone, because to get national media, and uh, they love to see what you've done, locally. So if you wanted to get on Good Morning America, you're going to start with a local TV station. You're going to go regionally and you're going to work your way up. Not saying that you can't go directly to the top, but you have a lot um, better chance for success with uh, starting locally. And, I, and I've discovered over the years, I mean, I took my company nationwide and I I really, one of the things I've learned is like there's enough business. It doesn't mean I don't love the global impact. I love being on this show and talking to people in the UK and all over the world. And I know that right here in my area there's enough business for me to, you know, feed lots of people and be wealthy myself.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in, it's interesting. I obviously have this show and it goes it's accessed in over 50 countries uh, amazingly every month and uh, yet yeah, my my largest piece of work is actually 7 miles from my house and it's a uh, It's a huge piece of work. It's uh, leading a massive project, but it's seven miles from my house. Um, I keep kicking myself having spent so many years uh, traveling so far to do pieces of work. (laughs) Um, So how do you create a press release uh, that doesn't end up in the, the PR department's trash can?
0: So I'd love to, um, Chris, give everybody a free uh, press release template. I'm going to go over it on the air, but I'd love to give everybody a free press release template and some samples. I have on my website, uh, Conscious Living Publishing. That's C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S Living Publishing, and there um, I actually give you a template to fill out. And so, what what happens with the the press release? is, uh, there's many ways to do it. The, the, the number one rule is however they want it submitted, that's how you do it. <laughs> they, you know, if they say they want it faxed, you do it fax. If they say they, they have it on a form online, you do the form online. So however they request it, you always follow their directions. But you can use these tools. Um, you know, I'm going to give you a template format, but it's also the language that you use that's very... Um, key, and you don't have to be an expert copywriter. actually, I am not a good writer. I'm not the best writer, but I can follow the system um, to write. So the very first thing is the the tagline. and I call it the tagline that sizzles. And it's usually five to seven words. And um, to give you a little hint on you know, people that are trying to master the skill of writing taglines is well, next time you go shopping, Look at the magazines, look at Oprah and Cosmo and and some of the magazines that, that are there. They've spent billions of dollars on writing taglines that, that attract readers. So f- use your business and kind of fill in the blanks. So so I've had people say, well, I, you know, one one example is some of the taglines may be 101 ways to alleviate stress. Well, obviously, on one page that's double spaced press release, you're not going to write 101 ways, but you may give one or two ways, and then have them go to your website for a special report, or come to an event to, you know, however, however it may be. So a lot of times, people look at taglines and they're like, "Well, I can't, you know, I can't write that if they use the number formula that many in the press release, and that's correct. But you can give one or two, ideally." So the tagline that sizzles is is the is the most important. Sometimes people will put logos, and and I know online, like there's, you can put logos and images and things like that. I know people are doing it. I'm just sharing with you a way that I've got um, results where, you know, I don't I don't put my image of myself. I never put a logo on there. If I was Coca-Cola, I would do that, or a big company, I would do that. And and Christopher, I'd probably put Voice America. Um, definitely in what you're doing, because Voice America is a very recognized um, medium for for information. And then the next part is the introduction, and the introduction is usually where I talk about the problem and quote stats. And the stats are, you know, like we talked about some of the numbers and the challenges. And if you can reference back to a third party where you got the stats, that's more powerful. So those two items right there are where you're gonna either make it or break it and and that's you know i found that that if you can get their attention those two places then then they'll keep going and then the next one um, this is where you know my goal is to really help people stand out in their industry stand out um, even if they're just getting started you can position yourself as an expert and so you quote yourself um, in the next part which i call the body As a with just a quote, and it could be, you know, my quote could be, "Media is easy," and then I'll say my name, Shannon Gronich, um, author, consultant. uh, When you know how, end quote. So there's a formula for doing it, where you put your name in the middle. Now, again, it's a fine line. I wouldn't put author of Media Magic. I wouldn't put. Um, my website, I just put author because they do not like it to appear um, that you're looking for free advertising. Now, every time they ask me, well, what's your book? <laughs> and they end up marketing it. But when you're writing your press release, you wanna, you don't want to cross that line. You want them to do it for you. And then the, the final thing is the call to action and the contact information at the bottom. And, and again, it's just on one page double spaced.
2: Very good. Some really good tips, Sam. There's a, a place we can you mentioned we can go to to get uh, some templates from you.
0: Yes, an actual f- template that you can fill in, um, fill in the blanks, and then I have some samples too. Sample. That's
2: really easy. fabulous. Now, also, um, I've, having a look at your sort of bio and some of your information, uh, there appears to be you know some words that you use that seem to have, you know have a lot of energy around them. And I wonder, what are your favorite words that you would recommend that we use in, in press releases and in our bios, et cetera?
0: Well, it's funny. I actually have um, a hundred in my book. I have a hundred power words, some of the most powerful words in the human language. And I, uh, you know, just to share with you a few, I mean, I love the word global. I love the word, uh, I mean, I can just share a couple that are here Uh endorsed, demonstrated, delivered, coordinated, uh, administered, for me I look at words like productivity, nationwide, um, knowledgeable, performance, results, specialist, worldwide. So yeah, I found this and this process I lo- I tell people when they're when they're stuck on their bio like sit down and read some of these words and see what what comes up for you. Is there something you've built? Something you've budgeted? Something you've um communicated, uh clarified, consulted. So and there's it, sometimes it's, it
2: it's not always the I f- I find the the words themselves and that conveys all of the power. It's what, what I'm trying to say here. I'm saying, I'm saying that um, sometimes you can write things, but actually it's the emotions that they engender in the reader, isn't it? Uh, so, I, so I read through your bio, for example, and I actually got a really good kind of energy and, and feeling about it. Um, although I probably on the first read, I couldn't actually probably recount a, a lot of what I just read, if that makes sense. There's, there's something kind of yeah. emotional going on, isn't there? that's really engages you and uh, makes you makes you feel good through reading these words
0: yeah and that's where bringing in um, some of the humanness you know I I mentioned that that obviously my life hasn't always been easy it's been ups and downs and and you know the family and and letting people connect with the heart of I even mentioned in my bio uh, I've produced over 300 events and I still have all my hair so I you know bring a little bit of of humor to it, too
2: yeah, so three hundred events that's quite uh, quite a lot, so you've, you've created all of those yourself
0: um, yeah, I've produced major conferences, um, I, At one point, I had I think six events going on at the same time in multiple states, so oh. yeah, all the way from teleclasses, you know webinars to live events with thousands of people.:
2: Wow. That's very, very impressive. So we're going to go again to another commercial break. And after the break, we're going to um, look about how you can become a really highly desired expert in your field. So we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes.
1: Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team
3: can help you. Do you, like most Americans, spend the majority of your life at work? Are you making it the joy that it deserves to be, or are you feeling drained and unfocused? Tune in to A Great Place to Work with hosts Kurt Kaufman and Dr. Kathy Sorensen. Your hosts have more than 30 years of experience in workplace consulting and are ready to bring you the secrets and success stories of businesses who are making their business a great place to work. Listen every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy a better workplace and a better life. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy.
2: Hi, is Chris Cooper. I'm with Shannon Burnett Gronich, and we're talking about um, media magic and how to gain limitless publicity. And um, before the break, we were talking about favourite words, um, but I'm also now like to move on, uh, Shannon, and get a, a sense from you about how you really can stand out from the competition when you know you, it becomes about being seen as a highly desired expert in your field. How how do you gain that sort of status and stand out?
0: Well, I definitely um, you know I, I I think everybody has a book in them. and i I talk about that in my book too. It's like the I have somebody that writes about book being one of the world's greatest business cards. So that is one of the things that i I love encouraging people to do. Uh, also taking advantage of the free publicity, you know, getting getting the message out there on what you're what you're doing and how you're doing it and um, the impact that it'll have. publicity is so. Powerful. Uh, I have one friend in California where she got an article written and then she started getting other articles. You know, Huffington Post contacted her and some major media ended up picking her story up. And some of them wrote a totally different angle about the story, but publicity is really pa- powerful. It's one of the quickest ways to have the biggest impact, I think, uh, with celebritizing yourself and i'm also a big advocate on on joint ventures and collaborating with other people so uh... is there a way to to cooperate and align with other people in your industry or in other industries i i i I love you know i'm a i'm a member of ceo space and uh... ceo space is somewhere where i feel like anytime i've had a project or a client i'm working with i'm able to go there and have instant joint venture partners that are out there helping spread my message.
2: Mm. Yes, that makes a lot lot of sense. Um, so CEO CEO Space is a is an organization for uh, for, for business owners, is it? Is
0: yeah, it? it's um, it's actually it's twenty six years old, and it is a I I call it the Country Club for CEOs. And and when we hear Country Club, we think of elite, and you have to have a lot of money. What's so beautiful about it is that um the very successful people actually come there to help people that are getting started and all week long all of their services are free including attorneys and brand I mean I've I've sat at, at the meal tables with the vice president of marketing with WebMD and people from MTV and um, you know Les Brown and and Lisa Nichols from the Secret and so it's it's really beautiful because there's not this, um, I'm better than you, even though people have better, you know, more success. They actually, they've designed this to where they come back and, and help you no matter where you're at, and they do it all as part of the membership.
2: Wow, that sounds sounds a great resource and uh, a, a network. Um, it, it is helpful, isn't it, when you're out there to have these networks that you can draw upon and people you can, uh, you can draw upon. Um, i was just also just interested. I I had a few approaches this week actually from media, and I was wondering with some of them I wasn't sure whether they were you know good opportunities. Do you have a, a view on how you check out media when they contact you?
0: Um, I think any media is good media. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, even bad press. I have a couple bad press stories that ended up, you know, just remarkable um, outcome. I mean, it may feel painful at the time, but I do, you know, it, you do want to look at does it align with your mission and vision? That's one of the things that's important. Is it, you know, if it's, um, if you have a certain stance, like for me, um, I prefer not to do flu shots. So that's just an example. So if it's somebody, a magazine that's a big advocate of, of something that maybe I'm not aligned with, I can choose um, to not do that. So you know, it, it's more of a personal personal interest. As far as radio and TV, um, if you're just getting started, definitely take time to to get that under your belt and be interviewed and use that to put in your press kit. But I also look at you know, how many readers do they have? How many print? And when you're looking at magazines, they may say they have a certain number of readers, but you want to know how many do they actually print? That's a, you know, a little different conversation, um, than the, than the readership. And, you know, Chris, in your, in your line of work, um, as long as they're sharing the message that you, that you want, I think, you know, go for it. I'm like, any publicity is good publicity, especially if it's free.
2: It makes a lot of sense. Now, now, I know over, you know, 10 years you've created a international, what you refer to as a conscious business community and I've seen in your bio that you refer to a conscious living space. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about what that means?
0: Yeah, you know, I've, I've found over the years I've been a part of the chamber and different associations and I, I love the power of community and people coming together. There's so much that we can accomplish by doing that. And yet I found that um, that I didn't, you know, I still am a part of some of these organizations, but it didn't really match because um, I, some of the people come there and they're just like give, you know, take, take, take. They're there, you know, handing out business cards, come to this, come to that. And so I created this community where these are individuals and anybody can join, you know, if it, if it resonates with you, then it's, you know, a free free place to come and play, but these are individuals that are really there to share information and make some heartfelt um, contacts. A lot of them are in personal development, so they're committed to personal growth, um, doing, you know, environmental things for the earth, uh, also pers- you know, health, health and wellness. So Conscious Living Space is like a Facebook. It's been around since 2008, and there's videos and blogs and and a whole community of people that are really committed to making the world a better place. Amazing. And so and you've created that, have you,
2: from um, you, you know, from your, clearly you're a, a real kind of network uh, having um, organized 300 events, and some of those we were talking about in the break were pretty huge. Is that, are some of that, uh, those attendees and people who are involved in Conscious Living Space, they become uh, you know part of this network that you built up over a number of years, and then sort of grown by them.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, context that I made at different events. So absolutely. Uh,
2: fantastic. And uh, so that's more of a, it's, it's more of a site or do you have events and things like that that people can? Yeah.
0: And you can post events on there. So I used to charge um, a number of years ago to be a part of the community. I used to charge $300 a year because we had, you know, it was just really um where I was at at the time. But now it's, Free. I let anybody go there and join I approve them so that we don't have spammers and things like that um, but yeah it's conscious living space there people post events from all over the world um, people do blogs it, I mean it's it's a even I even have coaches that will use it for some of their private groups um, that they do also
2: how do, how do you do you have any sort of tips of building a community and a follow are we starting to talk a bit about you know, kind of thought leadership and being noticed as an expert? Because uh, I would imagine that's, you know, some of the things that maybe the media are interested in is the kind of following you've got and the influence you've got in, out there in your market.
0: Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's it's first step is being out there, you know, getting getting out there. And for me, what I found, and there's so many different formulas, it's not right or wrong, but for me, I found that I like to combine business inspiration and education. So I, um, you know, if you go to my Facebook or anything that I'm doing, yes, I'll share some of the business stuff I'm involved in, but I also um, am passionate about helping inspire people, connect people, and educate them. So being out there helps create that that following. Um, you know, the radio show is a great way of doing followings. I've started doing Google Hangouts, letting people uh, interact and hear you know, your message, get your wisdom out there is a great way of doing that, being active and, and interactive with other individuals.
2: Fantastic. Uh, do you have um, some sort of interest? You've, you've obviously spent uh, a lot of time looking at self-development and you've been involved in, in that industry of written books. Um, do you have any favorite books yourself that you would recommend people must read?
0: <laughs> yeah, you and I were just, were just talking about this ahead of time. Uh, Think and Grow Rich. I think that is a, a must read. I, I uh, used to work for a gentleman that would buy cases of it and give it to high schools. I think that would be great if we, we had more of that in, in America. <laughs> is there, is there a contribution to give it to high school students? I also love the book One Minute Millionaire The Enlightened Way to Wealth. And that's written by um, Mark Victor Hansen with Chicken Soup for the Soul and Robert Allen, who's the, the most published financial author in the world. He's had more books on finances, whether it be real estate or you know, making money, and that book is it, it's life-changing. When I work with clients, um, it's one of the first things I read them. and I love How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think anybody that's in business, it's a great one, especially with media, uh, and you're, you're picking up the phone and trying to connect with them, having some of those skills to engage and let people talk about themselves has been really helpful, too.
2: Wonderful. Thank you for that. And I'm uh, interested, how did you go, uh, you know, manage to sort of write this book and cooperate with T. Harbecker? Because he's a, you know, a very, you know, a very well-known character in the cell development world. How did you connect with him?
0: Well, that was CEO space. So CEO space has been really, um, it's, it's, I, I went there and and a woman said, you know, you deal with cooperation and collaboration and building communities and you'd be a perfect match for this book that we're writing on on collaborative, you know, business. And um and that was that was how it happened. I actually did an event with Harv uh in the past, but you know the book came came about through a contact at CEO Space.
2: Brilliant. So we shall check out CEO Space, I think. Um do do you have any you know final messages that you'd like to leave us with today
0: yeah you know I I I always invite people to really um get out there you know use your voice use your voice and share what it is that you have if you have a difficult time talking about yourself find something that you're doing that you think other people would want to hear and sh- and share. But don't be afraid to get out there. I mean, it, you, you, the best way to learn is to actually do it. And I remember, you know, I, I have a lot of clients. I have this course I take people through, and a lot of them have never been on the radio before, or they've never been on TV or, you know, in, in the print. And it's that first time that's always the hardest. But I tell you, every time, like I had somebody that was just on the Michael Drescher show, and he called me. He was like, "Oh my gosh, that was so it, it it. He was so scared, but after he was done, it was the biggest celebration that I I have heard in <laughs> months. And so it's just you know stepping through that fear, doing it, acting in spite of the fear, and knowing that um, you know that that. That it'll work out perfectly. I always love leaving this little tip. If you ever get in an interview where it's going in a direction that you don't want it to go, and I remember when I first started, um, is it okay if I share this? Do I have enough yeah, time? Yeah, please do. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah, I remember um, one of my peers who also is a uh, you know media expert, uh, Jill Lublin, and we were having lunch together, and she was sharing with me you know how to if you, we're talking about having a bad interview and I'm like, no, I've never had a bad interview. Why? You know, people, people say things that that you wouldn't want. And she goes, Oh yeah. And, um, I left that event and I flew home and I remember getting off the plane and going directly to the TV station. And sure enough, the first question out of the guy's mouth. And I don't know if he broke up on the wrong side of the bed or if he just didn't like what I was doing, but he, you know, he was like, what are you unconscious if you're not a part of conscious living space? That was his question <laughs> and, so, and I was like and the strategy that she taught me was was to say gosh that's a great question what I'd love to share with you is and actually redirect it in a direction that you wanted to go and so once I learned that it was like and I've never had that happen again obviously but I learned that and it actually gave me confidence knowing that that no matter what question came at me I would be able to direct it in a way that would be positive and uplifting and delivering the message that I wanted to deliver.
2: Wonderful. Shannon, I'm going to kind of leave us there, but it's been tremendous talking to you. And you know, I know I, I shall certainly be going back over this interview myself and, and thinking about that bio and the kind of words I use and getting my media pack uh, tighter and those sorts of things and checking out things like... You know, conscious living and space and also uh, CEO space so uh, thank thank you so much for today I think there's been some really great gems of wisdom there Um, so I hope you've enjoyed being with us today Um, thank you so much, it's been great uh, you're very welcome, if you want to find out more about Shannon Burnett go to www.shannonburnett.com Shannon do you want to repeat that other um, web address you gave where people can obtain the free press releases
0: Uh, conscious living publishing ConsciousLivingPublishing.com and anybody can email me at info at ShannonBurnett.com I'm happy to help in any way. Wonderful.
2: Uh, great talking with you again Shannon and I wish everybody who's listening a great week. On next week's show we have an author and entrepreneur Richard Newton, a very interesting individual. and um, so don't miss that show and we'll be back again with you in just another week.
3: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: For listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host Chris Cooper again next Friday at 8 a.m. US Pacific Time, typically 4pm London on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week.